the meal or the setup or the location for um, five couples or ten people total, because I know not everybody's married. So, so you will provide, you, you'll come on in uh, and you'll provide the meal, you'll have it prepared. If you want to do potluck style so you don't have to provide the whole meal, that's great. That's a great idea. Um, but, but have that, you know, you're, you're planning that, you're, you're prepping that. Um, and so if you want to do potluck, you can, you can invite those, whoever comes to your location, these 10 people, okay? I would like to keep it to 10, but will keep it a little bit more intimate for us. Um, so so uh, then we will all, Ashley and I, the goal is we just kind of walk in, we enjoy a meal, but we, we really we're enjoying you, we're, we're enjoying our company with you, and that'll give us the opportunity to meet individually more, uh, a little bit more individually together. And we'll get to know you guys, and I have intentional questions that will help us, hopefully to solve a video as well that I put out this week, a couple days ago, that kind of explained that a little bit more. So for today, host families, not if we want to be a part of, we want everybody in the church to find a host, to, to find one of these groups, and there should be eight to ten of them. So once we get eight to ten people that are hosting, uh, I'll be in contact with them to try to, you know, help you out as best I can, but uh, but we that's about as many host families as we'll need. Okay, so quickly, uh, if you have any more questions about that, find me after service and, and sign up back there if you can. There is a church breakfast at the, at the new Horseshoe restaurant, which is out by the bowling alley, uh, at 9 a.m. December 14th. That's open for anybody to come and, and be a part of. So December 14th, 9 a.m. Um, is our church breakfast. Eusiris Church of Nazarene gave us tickets to, to uh, Celebration Singers Orchestra and Friends, um, their, their event that's tonight. So I've got eight tickets, right? Is that what you said, eight tickets? And here are, is this one ticket or is this two? This is one, right? So this is one ticket, okay? So I have one ticket, and then Andy, you have the other seven. Okay, so find the Grimes family if you would like to go. This is tonight at 3 p.m., I believe. Yes, 3 p.m. So here's the deal though, if you go to this, come back here Sunday, okay? okay otherwise, I'll track that. <laughs> uh, so I have one ticket if you'd like to go to that. And then we have Friend Day coming up as well. Uh, we are excited about this. We're kind of going to we're gonna pump this a lot. You're going to see it uh, being talked about. But our staff kind of met last week. I think we met last week. And we discussed this. We're going to have a Friend Day where we want every single person. We're going we're gonna to have flyers for you to hand out stuff for weeks in advance. But we want every single one of you to bring someone who you know hopefully doesn't go to Cyrus Church in Nazarene, but hopefully um, is, is someone that doesn't have a church, doesn't have a home church. We want you to bring that person. Maybe it's your neighbor or whatever. And that's going to have, it's going to, it's not just for attendance, but, but, you know, it's not a number. You are not a number. You are a person. And names, you're a name, right? And names matter to God. So the person that you bring in is not just a number, okay? And we're going to talk more about that. But that's coming up in January. Just be prepared for it. When, uh, when, when you are born, you are born, do you know this, you're born with everything you need. If you're healthy, okay, if you have a healthy baby, then you're born with everything you need to live. You only need to grow, right? And, and Ashley, I told this to Ashley last night, she was like, she totally dug into all of my, she's like, boy, you need a mom, and you need... You need your, you need milk, and you need. Yes, I know. But 
You, you are physically born with everything you need. If you're a healthy baby, you're physically born with everything you need at birth. But you only need to grow. And so, do you know that, uh, I mean, babies are born with the same lungs that we're born with, or the same brain that we're born with. Um, they Obviously, it's still developing, but they, it's the same brain. They're a miniature version of us in every way. And did you know that your muscles, you're born with the amount of muscles that you have now, you will never grow any new muscle. You know that? Did you know that? So it, it, there's, there's a word for it. I had to practice this a couple of times. I'll still probably uh, butcher it. But uh, hypertrophy is, is the word that is increase in cell size. Which means when you lift weights and you get bigger and you and your weight and your muscles get bigger, uh, hypertrophy is the understanding that you're increasing your cell size. But you're not creating new muscle mass. You're not creating ever in our bodies new muscle. You are born with the amount of muscle that you will ever have in your life. Hyperplasia is the growth of new muscle fibers, and humans cannot do that. So that is the scientific okay behind this. It, it just goes to show that you're born with what you need at birth. You have everything you need. You just need to grow. So other than growing, if we're healthy, you, you have everything to function normally. Today we are building from our last few weeks of text as from James, where we discuss the importance of faith and actions, right? Being together, being one. Faith and actions are important, and you must have both. And so we've been talking through that, um, and, and we talked through how character reveals our true nature. And today we're going to look through the second book of Peter. So if you want to turn with me to Second uh, Peter, towards the end of the, of the New Testament. Second book of Peter, where the Apostle Peter, now we know a lot about Apostle Peter, right? I'll remind you that Peter is a follower of Christ who is often uh, courageous, but kind of careless as a Christian. Did a lot of stupid things, right? Peter's one of my favorite apostles because he is much like us today. He's, he's courageous, but often spoke in the wrong times and dug himself in holes, right? He rushed ahead when he should have waited. He slept when he should have prayed. He talked when he should have listened. I mean, Peter's us. Peter, Peter is, is me. But Peter writes this book, and uh, it's, it's a great uh, these two books, great, great read. But Peter writes this book to all believers because his address that we're about to read here is, is to all believers. And so because of how he addresses it, it really transcends all of time. Because he's writing not just to his believers that he was writing to, but he was writing as much to those believers then that were alive then as he is to us today. And so we can read this text and we can know that Peter is writing to us today. Transcends time. He's writing to us today as well. So I'm going to read this text, but I'll, I'll ask you, we don't do this often, but I'm going to ask you to stand up for the reading of the word as you find it. Find that text. We're going to be reading from 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, and we're going to read 1 through 4. Next week we'll pick up from there and we'll keep moving through the text. But uh, I like to have you, you stand just to remember that this is not a magazine that we're reading from. It's not... Um, this is not a newspaper article that we're reading from. This is the Word of God. We stand for the Word of God. We don't do it very often, but uh, we'll do it more often as, we, as you kind of get to know me. His, 
Verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant of apostle and apostles of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of God, of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, has received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us very great and precious promises, so that through those promises you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Now, I tried this back when I first uh, said that, but I don't think you guys are used to it, um, so, so I'll teach it. I will probably do this more often, but, but I'll say, this is the word of God for the people of God. And your response then as a response as a congregation and as a people of God is, thanks be to God. Okay? So let's try. This is the word for the people. The, I'll try it better. <laughs> <laughs> this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, thanks be to God. God. All right, and you may be seated. So I luckily get to wear my flannel. Awesome. Thank you for all green and, and red people wearing your flannel and, and, or whatever. So like that. And the beard goes with it because I my shaders uh, out of battery and I have no idea where my charger is. So I'm um, packing. Um, so flannel, perfect. It looks like a lumberjack. I told Ashley I need to wear my axe. <laughs> have you ever received a, a terrible gift? Okay. And you're all like, I really don't want to say because I don't know where you're going with this. You've received a terrible gift at some point, and all of us have, okay? And when you receive the terrible gift, you don't feel necessarily bad that they went out of their way to buy it or to get it, because you're thinking, like, why did you get this, right? Okay, well, I received, it, it's, it's harder when you receive a really good gift because you feel like you need to do something to repay them, right? You get a, get a good gift that is just, can't be repaid, and you, you, you just don't know what to do next because it's such a good gift that you're like, I've got, I've got to give you something for this, okay? And my, and, and my money is not good enough, and I, you know, if, if it was, like, I don't have that kind of money. And so a good gift makes you think, what can I do to repay this? Right? Okay, so recently, when I was, uh, when we were moving, I have all these t-shirts and stuff from, from Mid-South District, which is our Church of the Nazarene Mid-South District, NYI, Nazarene Youth International. And I was a youth pastor in, in Clarksville, Tennessee, and so for three and a half years. And so every single event that we did, we get a t-shirt, or we get a scarf, or we get something, right? And it's the same here. So, for the teenagers, you'll understand this. So I have all these t-shirts. Some of them I designed. Uh, I designed our logo and our slogan, which was set apart uh, for our youth group. And we had hundreds of these youth group t-shirts made and sent out all over, and kids wore them to church, to school, and all kinds of things. And they were all over the place, and our slogan was all over the place. So some of these I designed. So it means something to me. And I gave all these t-shirts to, to a lady and said, hey, can you like make this into a quilt? I've heard that you're really good at it. Can you make this into a quilt for me? And and uh, I, I definitely want to pay you. Well, she said, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'll do it, but I'm not going to make you pay for it. I, I, it's totally free. I just want to do it for you. 
Okay, so here's the problem though. It's one of those really good gifts, okay? And, and how it turned out, first of all, this is the back, which is crazy beautiful. And you can't see how intricately uh, stitched this is, but it's stitched in circles, a very uniform pattern. She has a long arm stitching, you know, machine, whatever. I know nothing. So this is the, this is the front though. And, uh, and she, I mean, I have to believe she took so much time to make this. And she, she put everything together, and these are all my t-shirts, it means so much to me. She gave it to me on, on our way out a couple, I think a day or two before we were all packed up and leaving. And uh, I just, I mean, I just didn't even, even how I thanked her, didn't know how to thank her enough. A, a gift like this, you, you question, what can I do to repay you for that? Let's get back to the text here. The text says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. But it's through our knowledge of Him. See, in the text, knowing God, okay, quote, unquote, know, the word for know is actually really intimate. Amen. Um, this know goes back to Hebrew, and the Hebrew word for know, which is used in, with Adam and Eve, and how Adam knew Eve when he took Eve, and they became one flesh, okay? So we know what I'm talking about. With intimacy, that same word, that's yada. It, Y-E-D-A is our English version of it. Yada. And, and it means to intimately know someone. So Adam knew Eve. Weirdly enough, that Hebrew understanding, which is because much of the Greek, we're reading in Greek right now from the New Testament, but much of the Greek goes back to the Hebrew. So the, he, the Greek word is it yada. It's different. But it's the same understanding as the Hebrew word, yeah, a, a deep understanding of someone, a deep connection, one flesh. And God, and often in many texts, uses that same word in Hebrew, yada, and the same understanding in the, in the Greek word as well, which is here, to emphasize our connection with him and his, and his desire for us to know God deeply. And that God, our Father, knows us deeply. So it really, it, it, we lose so much value in our, in our English word of know, because we throw around know, we know things like crazy. But it's really to deeply know someone, to have a deep connection, an intimate relationship with that person. And in this weird sense, God calls us to this knowledge of him as well, and he says he knows us the same way. See, God gave us and he gave you power, but this power, he says everything we need, but we're given power. But this power isn't used and isn't supposed to be used for just straight dominion, right? Domination. It's not supposed to be used for our own self-indulgence, as we talked about a couple weeks ago and even last week with our, our desires of the flesh, our desires of things that we think might, keep, might make us happy. And culturally, I talked about Black Friday. But, uh, but there are thousands of things that we can, we can think and cling to and think will make us happy and self-indulgent. God says, that, the text says, Peter says that we have power, but not for selfish desires. Now, have you seen Thor, the movie? Okay, the first one. Okay, so the first movie and the first movie of Thor, uh, he has this hammer, right, that he's given by his father Odin, and 
Odin watches as Thor misuses this hammer. He takes away that power, and Thor ends up on Earth, and the story begins. But Odin takes away the power because he sees selfish desires within Thor. And he says, uh, you don't, you're not, you are not worthy of, that, of such power. So he strips him from the power. See, power is dangerous. It really is dangerous. Power is also very contagious. And power is very obvious. If you have power, other people know it. It's obvious to others. And the power that God gives us is to be used. It's to be harnessed for his glory. Amen. Here and now, not in some far distant away land in heaven, but here and now. It's to be used. He gives us that power now. Going back to Acts 2, which we've been referring back to multiple times, he even gave them power right then. And 3,000 people became, came to know God right then. Came to know Jesus. Converted. But with power, you know it, comes great responsibility. With God's power, we're given these promises that give us the ability to live differently in this world, but it really does come with a responsibility. See, it isn't the end to just get this power, to receive this power. We're told to use the power, harness it, use it for His glory and His goodness. And, he says, it sets us free from the corruption of our evil desires, which was talked about last week, to participate in his work. There's a huge key there, to participate in his work. See, Real Life Fellowship has, we've, we've implemented our new slogan, our new kind of mission, right, who we are. And we're going to be talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. I want everybody in the church to know, and I want everybody who comes on Friend Day to know this is who we are. And it's a three-part thing, but the first one is what we're talking about today, it's receive. See, we're, we're powerless unless we receive from God. We are worthless unless we receive from God. So we come on Sunday morning, one of the easiest ways that we can do it is come on Sunday morning, because you're, you're with each other, you're fellowshipping, fellowshipping with one another, but you're receiving from God. And as we talked about last week, hopefully you're not just receiving, you're giving thinking about what the person to your left and your right need. And, and, but you are receiving. You, you, you're worshiping. And when you worship and you lift God up, you are receiving something as well. But with this power comes great responsibility. See, we receive from God. We have been given His power, His goodness, His forgiveness, His grace, His love. Then we're kind of commissioned. We're, we're commissioned by God to then go and act. Out of the stuff that we receive, out of the stuff. See, most gifts, you get a gift that's just absolutely unpayable. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how much that quilt means to me now. She didn't want anything for it. And, and my thank yous to me as they come out again and again and again flippantly wasn't enough for me to like actually thank her for what she did. And, and God gives us His Son, His one and only Son, and we talk about it, and we talk about uh, 
we expectantly await this son to be born because we know he's the hope of the Messiah that's going to eventually die on the cross for our sins and give us hope. We are, but we're not just pardoned by his hope. We're not just pardoned in order to just come on Sunday and sit in a seat and listen to how much hope we have. We're pardoned in order to participate. We're pardoned in order to participate in his kingdom here in the so what's that look like? We're given this freedom and this power and this kind of faith, and what we've talked about for the last couple of weeks is that it should transform our very being. It should transform our character. It should transform us. Because if we truly believe in this kind of faith, that a God who sent his son to die for us, a God to die for us, then that transforms who we are. And we rejoice about this gift, and we can't repay it. So the least we can do is obey and give back. That's next week. But just like Thor was given the power, and his father took away that power when he saw that he was not using the power for good. He wasn't using the power. God doesn't, we can't repay that gift, and God said he gives it freely. I mean, the scripture says God gives this gift freely. There's nothing we can do to repay it. However, God then says, he kind of commissions us. He commands us, go out. Go out, make disciples, love others, love your neighbors. Talk about Jesus. Talk about the goodness that I've given you. Out of the goodness and the abundance of the goodness that I've given you, it should overflow into everybody that's around you. They should know, right? They should know that, they're, that, I, that I'm different. So maybe you're asking, what are the ways, I mean, practically, what are the ways in which we can receive from God? We're talking about receive. That's our first of three um, kind of mission statement things about real life, who we are, what we believe. Receive is the first one. So how do we receive? Here are just a couple of options. I, I said Sunday morning service. This, this is a way in which you receive. This is important. If you don't think it's important, you probably wouldn't be here. But... I'll tell you, if, if maybe you're questioning what the importance of it, come find me. I can, I, can, I can walk through that with you. I would love to. Please come find me if you think Sunday morning isn't important. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it is. Hundreds of reasons why, practically, theologically, a lot of reasons there as well. Then there's spiritual disciplines. There's prayer. There's scripture, meditation. There's solitude, Sabbath. Etc. Journaling, all these different things that you can do to receive from God. There's fellowship. Anytime you're together with two or more believers, God's there. That's fellowship. You're you're receiving small groups. I, I, we're going to be talking about small groups soon. We're going to try to get connected with small groups and get everybody a part of it. At least a small group. Uh, you know, potlucks. Whenever we get together, there's fellowship there. Church gatherings of any kind. And then when you're on the receiving end of a mentorship or a discipleship, right? I mean, you are receiving. You're, you're receiving from God truth and knowledge. And you're growing in your knowledge of Him, which means you are growing in power as well. See, Christmas also is a great time uh, to, to get into this habit that you just receive things, right? But Christmas isn't about just receiving presents or whatever it's and, and gifts, but receiving what God might have for you this season. It's, it's making room for Christ in your own life. 
Christmas season can get pretty busy at times. And sometimes the Christmas season ends up being we're so busy that we haven't made time or room for what Christmas is even about. Well, we'll say it. We'll, we'll tell you that Christmas, what Christmas is about. But our lives of busyness in the Christmas season exemplify a different kind of lifestyle. So maybe it's maybe you need to make room for God, but it's receiving God's gift to the world, which is His Son. This week we talked about receiving from God. This is, like I said, part one of three for the core beliefs of real life. But I'll ask you that next week. You come back. And next week we're going to talk through the second part. And I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger. <laughs> come back next week and we're going to walk through the second part of real life. Um, and uh, Unless I'm not here, which is possible. <laughs> but we'll do it. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and and we'll we'll have a couple of other announcements just to remind us of some things, and then we will be done for the day. So let me pray. God, I thank you for what you freely give us. I thank you for um, being a God who who has given us the power that that we have in your name. And for being a God who is so powerful that you are actually giving power to us. Like that speaks towards how powerful you really are. Because kings don't give power to other people. That, that, is, that doesn't make any sense. But God, you are such a powerful God that you flippantly give power to other people. You instill in us and empower us goodness and greatness and love and mercy, grace. And God, we pray that today we will, we will feel what you have received, or what we have received, what you have given to us. God, we thank you for those gifts. We thank you for the gifts that we are unable to repay. But we ask, and I ask right now, that if the only thing we can do that comes close, I mean, there's nothing that comes close to what you've given us, but God, you ask that we give our lives over to you. The only thing we can do is become a servant to you. And in this text, it even starts with Simon Peter, a servant of Jesus Christ. We're your servant. Make us your servant. Help us to see that what we've received is not just for us and our own self-indulgence and, and, and desires, but it's to be used and harnessed for your glory, for your goodness, to be able to, to do amazing, miraculous things in Galleon. May us, may we, may you start with us as we go out, because out of these walls is the mission. So God, show us that. Show us someone to overflow our love that you've given us into their life. We thank you for today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. A couple of things I'll have you, I'll have you stand. We're going to do our benediction as well here. But a couple of things. Um, yes, my, we do not have a baby yet. You see that? <laughs> I 
team believe it, but it is likely, because I know that you'll, you'll probably want to know this and ask, so it is likely that we will, uh, she'll be induced this week, we assume. Um, let's hope. Let's hope it's not needed, but um, if not, let's hope. So just keep, keep praying for us if you can, and, uh, and we'll see you back next week. I'm trying to think of anything else that, that I, because I, I know things are going to come up. Um, thank you for, for also grace with us. I'm trying to, we're trying to, we're pretty much moved in. We've got, all, everything is at the house now at this point. We're just kind of packing and stuff. We've got some carpet coming in and we can't really, we're kind of just stuck right now until the carpet gets there and then we can start moving stuff upstairs. But, uh, but keep praying for us. But, but also thank you for your grace and, and cause, cause trust me, there's going to be a difference when we get moved in uh, for for engagement with you. Uh, we're just we're just in a weird place right now where we can't like meet with you and get I can't get into the homes and I can't talk to you as much as I'd like to and I'm not here as much as I'd like to to be um, and most of that is just the house getting it unpacked, getting it ready, and now we're waiting on this baby. Once the baby comes, <laughs> then then uh, you know we'll wait a week and I'll be around for a week uh, getting stuff ready and good there, and then I want to be full force uh, with, with you guys. So thank you for the grace to understand that. You, no one has said anything, but you guys, I know, have been very gracious. Congratulations for her milestone. Yeah. Um, Ashley is, is done with school, master's degree. She is now... Yeah. We work very, very hard on that. I, I don't know of someone who has more Stamina and and desire to finish. So I can't talk much about that because I'll cry. But she uh, she's phenomenal. She's great, and uh, it is a really big thing. But but yeah, thank you for, for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this benediction. It uh, comes from Second Corinthians nine and eight. It connects us back to everything that we talked about. God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. He calls you to something. He has lavished abundantly on you. Don't use it unwisely. Use your time, use your energy, use your money, use your every leverage that you can. Leverage it for the kingdom of God because he's given it to you. That's the challenge for the week. Find it a way in which you're not and make it happen. And I'm going to pray for us and then we're going we're gonna to be done. God, thank you so much again for today. Thank you for these people that are here. May we find a way in which we can pour out into someone else or find a way in which we can leverage our way through to your kingdom for your kingdom, and for your benefit. Thank you for what we have received and the power that we have that's only from you and only, only you can give us. Thank you for that, so that now we can go and find a way in which we can leverage for you and your kingdom. It's in your name we pray, amen. Go in peace. Thanks for coming.